Remember life 24 hours ago? 12.02 p.m. Central Time, April 29th, 2021. Life before the football world in the state of Wisconsin was set ablaze by a tweet from Adam Schefter. The good old days. I think we all long for 12.02 p.m. Central Time on April 29th when the world was a less complicated place. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into a special edition of Pack Attack here on 94.5 ESPN. My name is Brian D. Greg Matzik with me in the group of law offices, One Call That's All Studios. What is 24 hours it's been, Greg? Uh, I am very curious to see what the next 24 hours will bring, because uh, in the news business, in the sports talk business, we're always trying to wave, find ways to analyze stories and then advance the stories. We will analyze this for two hours, and it'll go beyond our program today, Brian, but we will also try and find ways to advance the story. And if Aaron Rodgers is not traded over the weekend, I don't know how we'll be able to advance the story. It'll sink into this abyss of conversations and rumors and continued speculation, which is a lot of fun in the sports radio world, by the way. Reckless speculation is what this show should be all about. But that's going to be the truth, and that it's a waiting game. Now, I I think, interestingly enough, there are folks in Denver, and we're going to go live to Denver later in the program, 1245. There are folks in Denver right now who believe Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback of the Broncos. Denver did not select a quarterback with pick number nine. I know they made a deal with Teddy Bridgewater, but he is nothing more than a, pardon the pun, a bridge over the water. Nicely done. For the next quarterback, which could be Aaron Rodgers. So there's all sorts of angles that are popping with this one right now. And the folks in Denver think this could happen not just eventually, but like soon, like very soon. Uh, and then there's the school of thought uh, from Packers fans that a, a trade is unfathomable, that this isn't going to happen at all, that the contract that Aaron Rodgers is currently operating under is prohibitive for a trade happening at all. This is super polarizing, and what we want to do off the top here on this special edition of Pack Attack is very simple. We want to give you the opportunity to react. 800-990-3776 is the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line. This news broke yesterday afternoon, and we all kind of ran around like chickens with our heads cut off for like 10 hours yesterday afternoon. You know, it was just, it was unfathomable unfathomable news from 2.19 p.m. when it broke, uh, when Adam Schefter was the first to report that Aaron was unhappy and didn't want to be back in Green Bay and had voiced that opinion and that feeling to members of the Packers organization. Now we've had 22 and a half hours to kind of chew on this thing. Where do you stand? What do you feel? Are you siding with Rodgers? Are you siding with the Packers? 800-990-3776 is the phone number to get in. The, the initial reaction, I think, that you know we got from some fans yesterday afternoon, Greg, on Wisconsin's Afternoon News on our sister station, WTMJ, uh, and then on Scalzo and Bruss from what I was listening to yesterday afternoon, it sounded to me like fans were angry at Aaron Rodgers, which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Because in my opinion, the Packers are the ones that set these wheels into motion one year and one day ago in the first round of the NFL draft by selecting Jordan Love, right? So I, I don't quite understand the anger towards Aaron Rodgers immediately. The only thing I could possibly come up with was the fact that uh, people felt spurned by Rodgers yesterday in the immediate aftermath of this thing saying, Oh my God, he doesn't want to be here anymore. We have to be angry at him. But as you continue to chew on this thing and start to view it with 
uh, a little bit of honesty and a little bit of perspective, you can start to piece together why people would be angry at the Packers as opposed to Rodgers. Well, it goes back, I think, before the draft of Jordan Love. Right, there were For a couple sure. years stretch where people questioned if Aaron Rodgers still had it, and the numbers didn't look great in year one, number one with Matt Lafleur's offense. Uh, he was not even throwing veiled shots at Mike McCarthy the year before. He was flat out throwing his head coach under the bus. Right, so a little difficult. Coach gets run out of town. Numbers aren't great, and then all of a sudden a deal is made on draft night to trade up to find the successor to Aaron Rodgers and. For once, I think Aaron Rodgers looked at the situation and said, you know what, I am not untouchable. And the hourglass, in my mind, flipped right over. So there were a a sequence of events, I think, that led the Packers to do what they did. And I am of the belief, if you got the quarterback, go get the quarterback. Uh So I was not as mad about the pick as others, but I knew that trading up was going to draw the ire of maybe the most sensitive quarterback in the NFL and certainly the most sensitive to play in Green Bay. I'm glad you brought up that this originated prior to just draft night last year, because you're right. There was that stretch starting in 2017, 2018, where Aaron's play regressed a little bit. And all of a sudden he was missing throws. And we were having uh, mechanical throwing experts on our air trying to decipher what was wrong with Aaron Rodgers' mechanics. Was there something that he tweaked? Or that he was doing differently as a byproduct of his age that was causing him to miss throws low. Like, we were trying to break down what the hell was wrong with the greatest quarterback we had ever seen. And I'm sure that caused concern in the minds of people at 1265 Lombardi Avenue that led them to do what they did on draft night last year. So this has been a long time coming, and it's all starting to come into, uh, come into a head uh, around the NFL draft yesterday and uh, only going to continue to pick up steam in the coming days and weeks as Aaron Rodgers has now voiced that he no longer wants to be a Green Bay Packer. We want to hear from you. 800-990-3776 is the ESP Milwaukee talk and text line. Let us start this afternoon on this special edition of Pack Attack with Sadiq and Franklin. Sadiq, you're on 94.5 ESPN. Yeah, I definitely feel that the Packer organization has not done what it needed to do to secure Rodgers. Understandably, Rodgers has got some personality difficulties that are difficult to deal with, but he's the superstar. Without him, if Jordan Love is starting, you know, quarterback last year, that team goes from something like 13-3 and to like 5-11. and I mean, it's, it's unbelievable the amount of difference he makes. I mean, if you look at how this has played out over a number of years, you know, nine uh, – Nine out of ten of the first-round picks in the last ten years, they picked defensive selections. The one time they don't, they trade up, they go for Jordan Love. I mean, talk about not going all-in to win a Super Bowl. Really, that's the definition of not going in. Not only do you not go for the player, but you go for some guy that's not going to help you for at least three to four years. I mean, our, our window to win a Super Bowl is now, and it seems like the Packers just aren't interested in winning a Super Bowl. So, Deep, where do you think Aaron plays next year? Green Bay, elsewhere, or nowhere? I think he plays in Green Bay, even though uh, I think it's going to be very, very uh, difficult. I mean, I know it's going to be difficult for him to play with Green Bay, but in terms of the economics, I mean, as you know, money kind of rules the NFL. 
for him to leave Green Bay, that would be a big amount of money that the Packers would have to have on their books. And I, I just don't see how they could afford to let him go this year. Maybe unless he does something weird, you know, where he retires, unretires, or something. Uh, but, but I, I don't see how they could trade him unless they, they have some other, you know, pieces uh, from an economic standpoint. Sadiq, thank you for the call. It's a great point about the trade. We're going to get this up on Twitter at ESPN Milwaukee. I think it's a great question, Greg, that you just asked in a great Twitter poll that we can uh, throw out to our fans on this special edition of Pack Attack. Green Bay, elsewhere or nowhere for Aaron Rodgers' playing destination next year. Um, The point Sadiq brings up is well taken. The cap hit, if they trade him, is $38 million either way. Right? If If it happens before... June 1st, they're on the hook for $38 million bucks. the Packers are. If they trade him after June 1st, I believe it's 21 this year and 17 next year. So they're going to have to pay him a whole heap of money if they trade him. But Rodgers has the leverage uh, to a certain extent to say, listen, I'm not playing for you guys. You're going to have to be on the hook for that money anyway. Trade me and try and get something back, right? I, I think that's sort of the leverage he has because they're going to be on the hook for that money regardless. This is going to be a very interesting next 48 hours. And if nothing happens during the course of the draft, I think there will be a cooling period in terms of information. But there's nothing resolved, right? The resolution, I guess, is what I'm most concerned with. And I think we probably all are. Uh, if you would have asked me 24 hours ago prior to the news breaking, from Adam Schefter, I would have said Aaron Rodgers will quarterback the Packers next year, and it will be his final year in Green Bay. And now I'm in the camp of believing that this may end up happening sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Rodgers doesn't want to be on anybody else's timeline. He is trying to bring this up and, and expedite the process. Okay, right? I mean, if, if you have the arrows pointed toward Jordan Love, all right, call your shot. If, if that's your guy... Well, let's get, let's get this moving. I don't Live want to be a it. lame duck quarterback in Green Bay, even though it may just be that in Green Bay is where Aaron has his best opportunity to win a title. And there are two things Aaron Rodgers is very much concerned with. Number one, being the best quarterback in Green Bay Packers history, which ties into number two, his legacy as one of the best ever in the NFL. Mm-hmm. His best chance to win a title Next season is in Green Bay. It is. Scott and Waukesha, you're on 94.5 ESPN, special edition of Pack Attack. Afternoon, fellas. What's How are up? you today? We're well. How are you? I'm fabulous. I think he's gone. I think he's going to the Broncos. I think the Packers dropped the ball when they drafted defensively so many years in a row. Um, I don't blame Rodgers. I, I appreciate all he's done for us, but... Uh, Man, it's time to move on. And as a fan, I don't mind that. Let's get as much as we can for him. Um, let's get Jordan Love in there, get him some reps, and see where he's at. Scott, you don't sound bothered in the least bit by this. Not one bit. I'm a football guy. I've coached football. I've coached professionally in the Arena League. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem one bit. I think the franchise needs to move in a different direction if he doesn't want to be there. And they need to get what they can for him right now. I mean, he came off a fantastic year last year. Um, what if he tanks this year? What if he sits out this year? He's not going to. They're not going to get as much for Rodgers later as they would now. So, are you prepared as a fan, Scott, for what might happen in the coming years without Aaron Rodgers? The, the, the possibility 
of non-winning football is something that we haven't had to deal with in this state for 30 years. Are you prepared for the possibility that Jordan Love might not be a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback? Well, the problem is, is you know, it's either going to be this year or it's going to be next year. And, and if and if Rodgers wants to drop the ball and drop the bomb and say, hey, I don't want to play for you, I'm not coming back, I, I don't want to take that chance of him just sitting out the whole year and then and then you don't get anything for him. Mm-hmm. you got to trade him. you got to get what you can get for him. Get Jordan Love in there. Devontae Adams is gone next year. He's not sticking around, especially if Rodgers is gone. Uh, you just got to you got to do what's best for the franchise in the future at this point. And if that means a losing season next year or or the year after that, it is what it is. I mean, we got to move on as fans as well. Appreciate the phone call, Scott. So, Brian, coming up next, I want to talk about the ripple effect, right? If Aaron Rodgers is gone, what else happens? Mm-hmm. Also, we've got some audio from Andrew Brandt. He's been in the room when it got a little testy during the Brett Favre situation. He has an incredible pulse on the finances and economics of the whole deal. We'll hear from him coming up next and what Aaron Rodgers is reportedly telling his teammates, according to Adam Schefter. That is coming up next on a special edition of Pack Attack here on 94.5 ESPN. Could a trade of Aaron Rodgers be closer than we think? Welcome back into a special edition of Pack Attack here on 94.5 ESPN. Brian D., Greg Matzik with you until 2 o'clock this afternoon. So yesterday afternoon, Greg, we get the initial report from Adam Schefter that Aaron Rodgers is frustrated he no longer wants to be a Green Bay Packer. That happened about 2 o'clock. And the draft started at 7. And about 6.45 was the first time I remember seeing it. Mark Schlereth, formerly of ESPN, former NFL player, now works for 104.3 The Fan in Denver, Colorado, um, said on that station that he was hearing that a deal between the Broncos and the Packers for Aaron Rodgers, a trade, was close to a done deal. Those were his words at about 6.45, just before the draft began last night. Which was huge, because the Broncos seemingly had the draft capital to make it happen. They had a top 10 pick. They had a young quarterback that if he wanted to flip and maybe try and send somebody to Denver that, or send somebody to Green Bay, excuse me, that they could flip uh, in another trade. It just seemed feasible. It was something that didn't seem outlandish at the time, but nothing ever came to fruition. And we did our, our digital broadcast, our draft night coverage last night, presented by Palermo's and Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer. And we were holding our breath through that ninth pick as the Broncos were on the clock going, Is the Green Bay logo just going to pop up on the screen right now? What's going to happen? Is this trade going to go through? Ultimately, nothing happened. We got through the night. We all slept. Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer as of right now. So we efforted this morning to get Mark Schlereth on this show. He was busy. What we didn't know is he was busy joining the Pat McAfee show. And Mark Schlereth just broke this tidbit of information. It's more than a tidbit. It's a boulder of information. To the Pat McAfee show. Take a listen. You're saying, and other people are saying, there's a chance he's going to be a Denver Bronco. How real is this? Is it is it a real possibility? And with the draft coming and going last night, does that affect anything in this? Yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to understand. I think there's a couple of things that you have to understand. Number one, uh, I'm not a uh, I'm not a reporter. Like I'm not a newsbreaker, so to speak. Right? Like that's not that's not my job. I'm not I'm not trying to sift out a story or anything. Like. Uh, 
I always like, I don't break the news, man. I'm just happy to break wind without crap in my pants. So <laughs> there we go. That's the stage yep. of life that I'm in right now, Get right? Get those dude wipes, though, you know. That's right, dude wipes, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That'll take care of that. Big so yep. um, long story short, I'm mowing, I'm doing some stuff, it's beautiful in Denver, uh, I get in, I take a shower, I'm going to go do the radio in an hour, and I get a text from a very reliable source, not in and not in Denver, outside of Denver, oh. um, somebody who has never steered me wrong, who I believe wholeheartedly exactly what, what this person tells me, is that this thing is heating up and it's close to a done deal in Denver. Aaron Rodgers. Dang. So I go on the radio and say, hey, man, I'm just getting this information. And, uh, oh, you're you know, I don't know. It still could fall through, obviously, but it's it's close. So anyhow, you know, it kind of dies down. Some people tamp it down here in Denver. Um, but then, you know, I get I get I, it's, a, it's not a text message, a direct message via text from Aaron. And he goes uh, like kind of who's your source? What, what are you hearing? And I'm like, <laughs> well, this is what I heard. I go, is it like, is it true? Uh, you want to come over and get some dinner? I mean, what's, <laughs> like, what's going on? And, and so he didn't, I mean, he didn't pour cold water on it. Um, he just said, I'll let you know as soon as I know. Whoa. So, oh. Here we go. Right. So, so the, bo- the bottom line, though, is the bottom line is through sources, you know, and it's all over the Internet. Um, like he's he's saying he's not going to play in Green Bay. So okay, so so definitely that has come out now. Now yeah. Schefter had that big long story yesterday. I thought it was painting an image potentially that Green Bay was doing everything in their power. That's what I feel like the message was to their fans via that article, via that information. Hey, we're trying three separate trips. We tried to renegotiate. And in Green Bay Packers fans though, to Green Bay. Packers fans credit. They're like, yeah, what you've been trying to do for the last couple of months doesn't make up for what has happened here for the last couple of years. And, and I feel like a lot of people actually are on Aaron's side in this entire thing. They're like, yeah, he should want maybe or expect a little bit more. And that's an interesting situation because if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Broncos, I assume Broncos fans are like, we're going to win a Super Bowl. Yep. Like, and that, that is what Aaron Rodgers is. He's a Mount Rushmore quarterback. This is massive if this happens, you know? That is Mark Schlereth joining the Pat McAfee Show on Sirius XM Radio. He just corroborated, basically, that Aaron Rodgers believes this Denver thing has wheels to it. Am I reading that wrong? Well, he didn't shut it down. But, uh, you know, the interesting thing is, I I don't know how how in-depth the conversations are right now between the Packers and other teams. And, you know, is Aaron Rodgers going to be privy to those conversations? Probably not, right? I just... Aaron doesn't get to dictate where he goes. And amazingly, his contract doesn't have a no-trade clause. Now, you said something before we played that clip, Ryan, that I, I want to correct. It, it, when Denver was on the clock at number 9, we were all watching with it with bated breath. What mm-hmm. is going to happen here? And you described it as like, well, it's, nothing really happened. I, to me, I watched it and said, ooh, something happened here. They didn't take a quarterback, right? That, that was the thing that really stood out to me, which... You know, I don't know if that's a disqualifier. No, but it was eye-opening. Yeah. Okay, it's Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, and okay, that might be enough to begin the season. It's not going to be high expectations, but John Elway, one year he got the quarterback spot right with Peyton Manning, and they won a Super Bowl largely due to their defense and Von Miller more so than Manning. But Manning was a guy to orchestrate the offense. Fine, he has not gotten it right. Right, he's a lot of swings and misses, and you want to talk about legacy. The best quarterback in Denver hasn't been able to find a bet, the, his replacement. That's a problem. 
And That's I think he's on the look, and he sees something here that could work. The other thing that happened with that Denver Broncos pick, and then we'll take a quick break and get to Rob Domofsky of ESPN.com. Um, they took a player at a position of need for the Green Bay Packers, right? Patrick Sertan, you could argue, is the best cornerback in the NFL draft. Some p- people believed it was J.C. Horn, but big, sizable corner— and then the Packers went on later in the evening at 29 to take a defensive back that they liked, right? So was that a strategic misstep, or will it turn out to be at some point in the coming days? We're going to find out, but these are the things you can read into based on what happened with this new Denver information. Coming up next, we'll talk to Rob Domofsky of ESPN's NFL Nation. Get his opinion on this latest tidbit of breaking news that Aaron did not pour cold water on the Denver Broncos trade rumor. Rob Domofsky of ESPN's NFL Nation joins us next on this special edition of Pack Attack on 94.5 ESPN. Where will Aaron Rodgers be playing football this upcoming season? Green Bay? Elsewhere or nowhere? That's the question on a special edition of Pack Attack here on 94.5 ESPN with Brian Z and Greg Matzik. We are with you until 2 o'clock this afternoon. And joining us now, a guy that's been all over this story for the last 22 hours or so. I would imagine his uh, answer to that question we just asked has changed in the last 22 hours or so. It is Rob Domofsky of ESPN's NFL Nation. Uh, Rob, I guess we'll start with that basic question. Yeah. Green Bay, elsewhere or nowhere? Where do you stand as of 1234 Central Time today? Right now, I would say not in Green Bay. Um, I don't know if it's elsewhere or nowhere. That depends on him, I would say, in terms of what, what he's willing to, if they won't trade him, if he's just willing to sit out. Um, I, you know, after the days have all run together, but Brian Gutekunst tells his pre-draft press conference, I think Monday, right? After that press conference, Brian, I, I said, well, you know, maybe they're going to get something done and they're going to get something worked out. And, and it's, and, you know, it just seemed to have that tone to it. And then when, um, you know, Adam Schefter told me yesterday morning what he was working on and what he was about to put out, I just said, well, I guess that genie's out of the bottle, and I'm just not sure how you can put it back in at this point. I mean, the only way to me that that it that he comes back, I guess, is to say, "Hey, look, that wasn't me; that was people speaking on my behalf." But we we know he doesn't let that get out unless he wants it out. Uh, I, I think Aaron is totally fine with the information that has been shared. I yeah. just, you know, yeah. I, it, he is; he's totally fine. Right, Greg. I'm just saying that could be his cover if it if it somehow is resolved. That's his cover. You know, sure. as, as, as you guys made more of this. I mean, he's done that before, right? I mean, when he trashed Mike McCarthy's offense after they beat Buffalo 22-0 to zero, and then accused us of making it a bigger deal than it, than it was, I mean, we all know what he was doing that day. He was laying the, the groundwork for getting his coach fired. I, which is, I think, where this all started, by the way. It, it was kind of the start of his decline, and then his rise came after Jordan Love was drafted and he put out an MVP season. But how do we move this forward, Rob? Because there is the obvious yeah. financial situation here where trading Aaron Rodgers does not make a lot of financial sense to the Green Bay no. Packers. So how do you approach this? I don't know, Greg. I really don't. Um, I mean, look, if they traded him after June 1st, it's definitely more palatable. Um you know, right now, if they dumped him, um, it would be uh, they, they would actually still 
pick up some cap space. It was it would actually be, and I'm I'm calling I'm stalling here because I'm calling the contract up, um, you know, as we speak, just so I have this right. So if they if they moved on right now, um, they would actually save 5.6 million in salary cap space. If they did it after June one, they would they would pick up 22.8 million in cap space. Um, the dead money is significant. It'd be 31.5 million. But the the savings is the difference between um, the cap hit and the dead money. The cap hit right now is thirty seven million. The dead money is thirty one million. So there you get the it's, it's a little, I'm rounding up. It's a little under six. But so it's not it's not undoable. Um, it, it really isn't. Now it would be better if they did it um, next year or or after June one. But it's not it is not untenable right now. Rob, I don't think it's a coincidence that this news broke mere hours before the NFL draft was supposed to start. Uh, I don't think you do either. Uh, right. Which side do you think wanted this information out in the open? Was it was it somebody within the Packers organization, no. do you think, or was it Aaron's no. side of things? No, it was Rodgers saying, you know, a year ago you did this to me, uh, a year later I'm doing it to you. Um, and, and, and we obviously mean drafting Jordan Love a year ago. And, and, and I don't even necessarily know at this point if it's, Drafting Jordan Love, it was, you know, not telling him. I mean, the fact that Brian Gutekunst admitted last night that, yeah, the communication around that was not what it should have been, I mean, that's a pretty glaring admission for somebody who doesn't want to let any information or, or, you know, an organization that doesn't want to, you know, share any behind-the-scenes things. The fact that he, A, admitted that they didn't tell Rodgers that they were doing this, and B, now regret it. To me, that's a, a very, very telling uh, part of this whole thing. So it, it would have seemed like the, the strike while the iron's hot moment to make a trade would have been during the first round last night. Yep. Um, why do you think a trade didn't happen? Is it is it ego getting in the way at this point? Do you think that's – got to believe that's a big portion of it from well, the Packers' side of the I don't know. If, I don't know if it's that or they're just yeah, – maybe this is ego, but they're convinced they can make it work with it. I mean, maybe they really are convinced that, that they can solve this and, and, and if that goes back to their ego, then, then yeah, Brian, I guess I guess you're right. But um, you know, I, I guess it's 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 either they really think they can make it work, um, or they think they can call his bluff and he'll and he'll play here. I, I don't know which one it is, but um, why else? You know, did the trade not happen last night? Aaron seems like a guy to dig his heels in, though, Rob. Right? I, no I don't, doubt. You know what I mean? I just I can't see him all of a sudden just changing his mind. That's not to say conversations couldn't happen, but we have known him to dig his heels in pretty firm. Yeah, yeah, you know him as well as I do. Maybe he's not better. He he doesn't, like you said right off the top, he doesn't do anything that's not well thought out. And and that's why, to answer Brian's original question, I don't see how he plays here again. Rob, what do you understand about what's going on in Denver? There seems to be some smoke there. Um, And what's there... Mark Schlereth yeah. just told Pat McAfee that he heard directly from Aaron, and Aaron didn't pour cold water on the smoke. No, I, I think, and possibly the same thing with San Francisco, is that inquiries were made. Um, Rogers is aware of them and said, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to go there. Um, and, and, and ultimately the Packers said, we're not trading them. I, I, I think Schlereth is probably right. Um, I had actually heard from someone connected to Denver last night at around – Six o'clock. That hey, hold tight. I might have you know something might be in the works with Denver. I got a text message shortly after um, the draft had gotten going. Maybe we were five six in. That said, not happening tonight. So 
clearly, I, you know, Schlereth wasn't wrong. Um, you know, and I, and I know ex-players aren't necessarily journalists and aren't held with the same standards, but, um, you know, I think he was probably onto something. This is going to be interesting, Rob. I, I don't know if anything gets done here during the course of the draft. I guess it's possible. If it doesn't, I guess we sink into this abyss yeah. of speculation and rumors and waiting I game. think we're, yeah, buckle up. I think we're in for the long haul because you, you know the Packers, too, that they're – you know, Andrew Brandt used to say deadlines for actions. And, you know, really the deadline isn't to trade him now. The deadline is to hope he plays for you, you know, September 1st or whatever the season opener is. Um, or, or I guess at the very least, you know, training camp is maybe the, the next hard deadline. Um, I think we're in for, unfortunately, a really long and uncomfortable spring and summer of having to deal with this. And, and, and I know personally – 2008, I let that thing consume me. I'm not letting this. Uh, my kids are older now. I'm going, to their baseball, I'm going to their baseball games. I'm going to their AAU basketball games. And, you know, so be it. It's just, but I, my point, I guess, isn't to make this about me, is that I think we're in for the long haul here. No eight hour drives to preseason games in Cleveland this fall, huh? I'll tell you what, um, I, I, I flew to Cleveland to, to, for Fire's first game with the Jets there. And, um, you know, luckily now I work for ESPN and we have reporters in all these cities, so they can handle it. Last thing for you, Rob, real quick here. Uh, do you think Aaron addresses this publicly before the start of training camp? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, typically we get Aaron at the start of the off-season program, and Aaron and a couple other players. Um, you know, the off-season program started, but it's virtual. Uh, if he shows up for the start of the off-season program, I think we'll get him, but my guess is that he doesn't show up. Good stuff, Rob. Thanks so much for squeezing us in. We appreciate it. Good job, buddy. All right. Yeah, we'll be seeing you guys. That is Rob Domofsky of ESPN's NFL Nation. Read his stuff right now at ESPN.com. He talked about Denver there, Greg. Coming up next, we will go out to Denver, Colorado, and check in with Benjamin Albright. He's next on a special edition of Pack Attack on 94.5 ESPN. smoke there is generally fire and there's smoke in denver colorado right now welcome back into a special edition of pack attack here on 94.5 espn brian t greg matzik with you until two o'clock this afternoon talking aaron Rodgers, and joining us now live from denver he's a host he's a reporter he's an analyst at the broncos flagship station koa in colorado it is ben albright ben thanks for taking the time man um what do you understand about the smoke in Denver right now? What's your understanding of the conversations that may or may not have happened between the Packers and the Broncos in the last 23 hours or so? Well, let's start off with the with the uh, Rodgers side of things. Um, you know, Rodgers has made no secret of the fact that he's been displeased with certain things in the front office there. I think everybody there knows it, everybody here knows it, everybody around the league knows it. Um, and so I think what really started this thing ramping up was Rodgers intimated to his representation the other night, hey, uh, put this out to these teams, come get me. And, you know, San Francisco made a phone call the other night and, you know, made, made a kind of an offer and got shut down right away. And when that got no traction, um, they, they kind of leaked that out to the media, you know, let that know, let them know that, hey, if this isn't working this way, we'll try it this way. And so um, that that's kind of what happened. Now, there were some reports out there, uh, some 
some of those emanating from here in Denver that are wildly inaccurate, that a deal was close and all this kind of stuff. That, that flat out didn't happen. But um, really what happened is there's been some back-channel communication, trying to gauge interest without tampering uh, and figure it out. And I think the Broncos are going to call the Packers today and give a temperature check per a Broncos team source I talked to last night. Uh, are you making the meme yet? Are, are you are you photoshopping Aaron into a Broncos uniform? Is that happening already in Denver, Ben? Uh, well, the fans are doing it. Um, but when you got Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, I mean, you know, you'll Photoshop anybody, won't you? I'm pretty sure I saw some memes of me out there in a quarterback uniform. So, um, you know, I think, uh, I, I mean, this is one of those things that obviously would not be executed until after June 1st either way. Um, it's simply because of the salary cap implications. But uh, I, I think that there is uh, palpable uh, smoke to this. I think that, that the parties are interested. The question is whether or not Green Bay will do it uh, or whether they'll call Aaron Rodgers bluffing. I don't think Aaron's bluffing. Ben, what do you think a deal for Aaron Rodgers would look like? Uh, you know, I think a deal to Denver would look like probably uh, a pair of first-round draft picks, uh, you know, another mid-round draft pick, probably Teddy Bridgewater back as a cheap bridge quarterback for love, and then an, an ascending rookie player uh, on a on a, uh, on a a rookie deal, you know, uh, somebody like Bradley Chubb, you know, an ascending superstar player that's still on a rookie deal. Something like that would probably, I think, be the be in the ballpark, give or take a draft pick. Is is this all the talk right now in Denver? All of a sudden, the Teddy Bridgewater news is is no longer on the front page, and the drafting of Patrick Sertan is sort of a footnote. Well, I mean, kind of. Teddy Bridgewater was never really on the front page here. I mean, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater in three full seasons has never thrown for more touchdowns than Drew Locke threw last year in twelve games, and everybody called it a horrible year. So, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater moved the needle for the fans here. The fact that they're overlooking Sertain, who's a great player, by the way, and no fault of his own that all this stuff came out. Uh, that that really is kind of what it's overshadowing. Ben Albright of KOA in Colorado joins us here on 94.5 ESPN. Ben, how important do you think John Elway is to this entire thing? i got to believe he wants this really bad, given how the Peyton Manning experiment went a couple of years back. Well, Elway's not the GM anymore. It's obviously George Payton, you know, formerly the Minnesota Vikings there. I, I think it, Elway is involved in this, and I think he's part of the back channel here. But, you know, he's he's on the outs, and his voice really isn't. He's not really a part of this draft or, or free agency. It's all George Payton. So I, I think he wants it for the legacy of the Broncos, and I, I think he wants to be a part of that. But uh, ultimately, I you know, I, I don't really think – I think it's more on George Payton, who's in his first year as GM, and which direction his entire general managership is going to go. Ben, do you believe it's possible we could learn of the framework of a deal prior to June 1st in something that could be determined maybe in the next couple of days? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if this if this thing heats up, uh, you know, I mean, it microwaved pretty quickly yesterday, but uh, a lot of that was speculation by people who were not in the know. I, I would say that, uh, I'd say this, you, you could start hearing things as soon as today. Um, I, I fully expect, like I said, the Broncos to call, if they have not already this morning, call about, uh, you know, get a temperature check and start kind of looking into, you know, the possibility of this thing and see what it would take. The Packers are obviously going to come out and say they're not trading Rodgers. That's it's just going to be the hard line because the minute you say you are, you drop his value. So, you know, I, I think from the Broncos side of the house, you do the temperature check, you kind of start to put together some ideas, see if it's worth doing, and uh, and go from there. And I think if they if they come to uh, the realization that it should be, then you'll start hearing framework over the next few days. Ben, is that the reason your mind this didn't happen last night? It would have seemed like a great time to do it during the first round of the NBA draft, or NBA NFL draft. Strike while the iron's hot. Um, is is ego from the Packers side of things and wanting to keep the value up the reason it hasn't happened already? 
think that would be part of it. I, I think that the Packers were a little bit more convinced that they were going to be able to get Aaron back, you know, back in. Um, I, I think Aaron's side really exacerbated this thing yesterday, and, and and from their end, I think they felt like they had the leverage. If they could run this thing up to the draft, um, you know, then then they could force the Packers' hand. And you know, to the Packers, to their credit, played it pretty smart. They just said, you know what, we're not going to do anything right now. We'll we'll revisit and give it, give ourselves a temperature check after this draft is over. And you know, I think that was the smart from their end if they do truly believe that they can keep Rodgers. Benjamin Albright is a host and reporter and analyst for the Broncos flagship KOA in Colorado on the pulse of what could be happening a little later today. We know the draft will continue today. This will maintain its position, I think, uh, in the headlines, both in Denver and in Green Bay until resolved. That, that June 1st date is a key date. Uh, you know, I, if, if it weren't for the Carson Wentz deal, Ben, I would look at this and say, "What? there's just no way you would give up that much or eat that much money to send a quarterback packing. I, it, the Carson Wentz deal makes me rethink it, that anything could happen in the NFL. Well, and yeah, and this, you know, the thing about this is, is it would, if it would have happened earlier, it would have actually provided cap relief, um, you know, for Green Bay if you can split this over two years with the post June one. So uh, it would be a twenty-one million, I think, ding against the cap this coming year versus what he would actually cost, which I think is thirty-four, uh, and then so that gives you thirteen million in cap relief, and then uh, next year it would be a seventeen million dollar uh, cap hit, which is totally bearable. I mean, it's, it's a large number, but it's still totally bearable, and the cap's going to go way up with the new broadcasting deals anyway. So, um, you know, I, I post June. One, this thing makes actually a lot of fiscal sense. Benjamin Albright, thank you so much for taking the time and squeezing us in. We know you're super busy today, and uh, thanks for the insight from Colorado. Much appreciated, my friend. Well, no problem, and uh, good luck with the Packers picks today. Thank you, sir. That is Benjamin Albright of KOA in Colorado giving you the perspective from Denver, Colorado, where there seems to be a little smoke around a potential Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Packers are picking today. Or or they have picks, I I, guess. I I don't know if they will pick, but they have picks. Honest to God, Greg, I forgot the NFL draft was going on. Like I forgot that it was continuing tonight. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's a complete and total afterthought. I, I don't know how you could forget that Elijah Moore is still on the board. I mean, it's just inexcusable at this point. Like the Packers are going to take a wide receiver. Uh, they could do man. some maneuvering around uh, today and tomorrow, but it uh, will all pale in comparison until th- this is the pressure cooker. This is what needs to get resolved. This is what will exhaust you until it's actually done. I didn't think we were going to get here this afternoon, but this is where we are, Greg. I, I think we have to be on call tonight. I, I, I thought this was going to blow over. Uh, not blow over, certainly, but uh, at least the cloud would hang for a couple the of days. cooling period, we, maybe? It would cool off a little bit. Rob Domofsky and Benjamin Albright have cranked me back up to 11. Okay. In terms of just being on watch for this thing tonight, I think we have to be. I think you're right. And, you know, now's the time where... GMs are talking to one another more than ever, right? It's the heat of the draft. The phone is constantly ringing. Not, not that it just totally shuts off, but I, this, is, this is the time. This is big time to try and set your roster. And if you're the Denver Broncos thinking, all right, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers out of this whole deal, it might alter your draft plan 100%. a little bit. So there's incentive on their end to take the temperature as soon as possible. Meanwhile, the Packers are, are thinking to themselves, look, Aaron's our guy. And I think Ben makes a great point. Those who are, are contesting what Brian Gutekunst had to say, we're not going to trade him. Well, of course, he, I mean, he has to say that. He has absolutely to. has to say that. Otherwise, that uh, two first-rounders and a third-rounder and a, uh, you know, a second-year player, that gets whittled down, right? It, you, you can't water down his trade market value. If you believe it's as high as it should be, you have to say, of course, that he will not be traded. 
The ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line is wide open for you. 800-990-3776. Could Aaron Rodgers get traded? Or at least the framework, could it be in place as soon as tonight? Give us your reaction. We will get to you on the other side. It's a special edition of Pack Attack here on 94.5 ESPN. The last hour has cranked my Rodgers interest meter back up to 11. Greg, where are you at on the Rodgers meter, scale of 1 to 10? Yeah, I, last night I was really piqued and intrigued. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you try and think through every angle. Like, is there incentive for this deal to get done? What is the incentive? What's the financial hit? Why would it make sense for the Packers to do it? two months down the road or a year down the road versus now? What sort of risk are they willing to take on? How much money are they willing to eat? So that's not going through your mind. Uh, 24 hours ago, right, when I'm playing 100 holes of golf at the bog and, and, the, news, four. Right, and the news is cranking up, <laughs> it, I, I look at it and I think through all those things, very top of line. But it's more of an emotional reaction to the story. Okay, Rodgers is upset. The most sensitive quarterback in the NFL is upset. And he probably has been for over a year. Going back to the drafting of Jordan Love, maybe he was a little bit irritated prior to that because of a perceived lack of weapons, which is a different argument. I don't believe there is a lack of weapons. There's Pro Bowl caliber all over the place on offense. But nonetheless, the, the, the relationship between Brian Gutekunst and Aaron Rodgers, I don't think is a great one. I do think it's very strong between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. But now you get to the next phase of it where you start to analyze the numbers. You start to look at a potential trade suitor for Aaron Rodgers. You start to look at the market. And you play out the if-then scenario. So now that I've just had more time to piece it all together and digest it, it it's, it's making more sense. Beyond the emotional reaction, mm-hmm. it's making more sense why the Packers would eventually move on for Aaron Rodgers and why Brian Gutekunst said what he said last night, to try and protect the value of the quarterback they may end up looking to move here uh, in a matter of hours or days. If you're just joining us on this special edition of Pack Attack here on 94.5 ESPN, my name's Brian D. Greg Matzik with you until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, in, in the 12 o'clock hour, Greg, we were joined by Rob Domofsky of ESPN's NFL Nation. He covers the Packers closer than anybody. Uh, and then we were joined by Benjamin Albright uh, of KOA in Colorado, the flagship radio home of the Denver Broncos. Both of them seem to think that a trade, or at least the framework of a trade, could be... Uh, in place sooner than maybe we even thought at noon. Um, this seems to be something that we might have to watch out for as the second and third rounds of the NFL draft get underway later tonight. And I don't know if that was something that I was expecting after the first round passed. After the first round passed, I I, I took a deep breath. I think a lot of people probably took a deep breath and, and went to bed and woke up this morning and Aaron Rodgers who was still a Green Bay Packer when they woke up and went, okay, we can reset a little bit here Uh, This might happen at some point down the line. It's still a crazy story, but this is going to be something that transpires over the course of weeks and months. And in the last hour's time, I've started to believe this is something that could be an hours and days thing until we realize what the next step is going to be between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. So we have 540 votes in. Our ESPN Milwaukee Twitter poll is up. Where do you think Aaron Rodgers will play next season? Green Bay, elsewhere, or nowhere? We have 540 votes in about an hour's time. 67% 67% believe Aaron Rodgers will play in Green Bay next year. 24% roughly believe he'll play elsewhere. And a very small 10% believe that he will play nowhere. I do believe Aaron Rodgers will play next year. I am uh, 
I am above 50% that it will be elsewhere. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Let's go to the phones and hear what you think. 800-990-3776 is the number to get in on the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line. Larry in California has been waiting on line for like 45 minutes. Larry, you're on 94.5 ESPN, special edition of Pack Attack. Yeah, Brian, Greg, it's worth the time to be uh, waiting for this call to to be said to you. But uh, you guys' coverage, by the way, last night, uh, I watched it on the Internet. It was fantastic. All three of you, Gabe, you, and uh, Brian, and also um, and Greg. So I just want to tell you the coverage was excellent. I was watching it all the time. Appreciate it. Um, uh, this this whole thing about Aaron, you know, um, you know what? Good, 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 whatever. Yeah, his name. He has to get fired no matter what happens. Uh, they got to let him go because uh, this whole thing is a mess. I don't see how Aaron can show egg on his face coming back to the team next season. I really don't. I mean, if he moves on, it'd be better to hit for him to go into the AFC just like Brett Farr did. That way I don't have to feel so bad about rooting against the Packers because I'm always going to be a Packer fan. But if he has to go, let him go to the AFC. It's very competitive over there with Mahomes and, and uh, Herbert that, uh, from the Chargers. So, you know, I mean, it, it'd be a better deal if he does move on because let, let's get this thing rolling. Let's not, you know, dance around and uh, just think that nothing's going to happen because it's going to happen. Uh, Aaron wants to get out. And uh, just let him go. Let him go to the AFC. Let's get going with uh, with Justin, uh, with Love, you know, Jordan Love, and see how he does, you know, because it's going to happen sooner or later. Let's make it sooner. But I think they could wait till about June 1st before they make this decision. I know that Aaron's going to probably be at the Kentucky Derby tomorrow. That's going to be, if he's there, it's going to be really a wild situation there. It's going to, he's probably going to upstage the whole race, in fact. Yeah, well, he if, already upstaged uh, they, the first round of the NFL draft, so why not take out another marquee event this weekend? Larry, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it, and thanks for waiting so long. Um, Greg, I want to talk quickly before we get to some more calls about the firing of Brian Gutekunst, right? Brian, Brian Gutekunst does not get fired over the handling of this situation. Not now. Now, now. now, hang on with me for a second. I don't think Brian Gutekunst handled the situation well last year. No. I think he botched the communication. With a Hall of Fame quarterback, he's got to be in on discussions. I know it's just not – it's player and business operations, but it's a different animal when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. He said that last night. He acknowledged that he botched the communication. Brian Gutekunst – Brian Gutekunst's legacy in Green Bay will be tied to Jordan Love. 100%. That is it. If Jordan Love sucks, or not even sucks, but is average, and this Rodgers situation ends with him going elsewhere, being traded away, and being great, there's no way Brian Gutekunst keeps his job. It's, it's, it's that simple. It's, if you botch the situation and pick the wrong guy, that's a combo platter that I don't believe you can recover from. You are correct. If you botch the situation and Jordan Love ends up being pretty damn good, which he very well could be, and I hope he is, then you've bought yourself you some survive. rope. You survive a little longer for sure. 800-990-3776, the number to get in. Let's go to Allen in Milwaukee. Allen, you're on a special edition of Pack Attack with Brian and Greg. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, Allen? Uh, you guys are, are hitting on the right cylinder with what I was going to ask. I was going to go higher than, than Gutekunst, though. I was going to say, is this finally... Finally, finally, the thing that gets uh, Mark Pryor or whatever, whatever his name is, run out of the building. Mark Murphy, run out of the building. Like, and it's not just the Aaron Rodgers thing. I mean, you can go all the way back to Brett Favre. You can go back to uh, missing the boat on uh, interviewing uh, Lovey Smith when he was available. 
and deciding to keep that defensive coordinator an extra year and then just fire him the the following year, uh, missing the boat on trying to even interview Todd Bowles and then saying, no, we're going to stick with our guy and then firing that guy the following year. Like there's just, there's so many things that happened under Mark Murphy's watch, whether, whether he's like a part of it or not directly is just, just going back to the Brett Favre situation. There's just so many things that just kind of, you know, that are just on his watch that is like, is this finally what gets him out the door? Thanks for Alan. It's an interesting question. And it brings up another question, Greg, who fires the team president? Like, do the board of directors for the Packers have to get together and sit at a long table in a, in a mahogany room and all, like, raise their hands and say, all who vote to vote out the team president say aye? Like, that, that's the way I view it. It's like a cloak and dagger scene for me. How do you get rid of a team president? And is this the type of situation that you could see a board of directors voting somebody like that out? I would like to address that coming up on the other side because there are, there are, some, there are some hits and misses along the way. But I think the hits outweigh the misses with Mark Murphy. We'll explain why. We'll do that next. It's a special edition of Packadack here on 94.5 ESPN. And I, I, can, I can see you're visibly kind of sad. Is it fair to say you're a little sad? Yeah, of course. I mean, you right. know, we make it to the championship game the last two years, and, you know, he was the biggest reason why. Right. So, um, you know, before it's said and done, you know, I want to try to get a ring. And, right. Uh, right. you know, a lot of that, uh, you know, weighs out. on him. Right. So, um, like I said, hopefully we can get it worked out and figure that out. And, uh, you know, we have him back. You have a message for Aaron? Oh, you know what it is, man. It's my guy. Uh, miss you, bro. Uh, but understand it's business first. Uh, you got to do what's best for you and your family. So, uh, you know, we respect it. That is TMZ catching up with Packers veteran tight end Mercedes Lewis asking him about Aaron Rodgers and Greg. I don't know about you. That sounds to me like a guy speaking about his quarterback in the past tense. It uh, He understands it's a business uh-huh. as much as anybody in this league. It underscores a point that I made in the first segment of this program. Free agents will not choose Green Bay with a first-year quarterback. They will choose Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, especially veterans like Mercedes Lewis. So who could that affect? Down the road, well, maybe Devontae Adams. Here come the Green Bay Packers with a bucket load of money. Uh, money. We're going to make you the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, somebody else might too, and they might have a more polished seasoned quarterback. I'm not going to tie my next contract to a first-year starter. I just think it's a, it's a moment of hesitation, especially when you consider you haven't seen the guy perform at all. It's practices, which we're not privileged to. Hasn't played a preseason game. There was none last year. There'd be a few games this year, perhaps, but... So I, there is a domino effect to this entire deal, and if Rodgers goes, maybe that means Adams doesn't come back following this season, that he ends up going someplace else. And it's just until that quarterback proves himself, veterans looking for rings, they're not going to be looking at Green Bay. It makes you wonder about Kenny Clark and David Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones, doesn't it? Would they have signed those deals if they were privy to what was about to happen? Or did, did they have... Uh, a, a little bit of information about how things were going to go down and still decided, hey, I want to roll the dice uh, if Aaron is coming back. Like it, it makes you think, would these guys have signed their long-term lucrative extensions in Green Bay 
knowing that Aaron Rodgers was potentially going to get traded and force his way out of town. Like, I, I can't fathom that they would want to all, those, those young guys in the prime of their careers, all three of them, right? Um, would they want to spend their years with Jordan Love unproven as their quarterback? It, 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 it reads to me like they didn't know this was coming down the pipe when they were signing their deals, and Aaron Jones signed his just a couple of weeks ago. If I had to guess, and this is reckless speculation. Which is what you wanted off the top. Oh, here. that's it. It's what this show has to be. Has to. David Bottieri and Aaron Rodgers are pretty tight. Oh, yeah. If Aaron Rodgers was perturbed of the situation that developed a year ago, David Bottieri is going to know about it. Mm-hmm. If Aaron Rodgers is thinking to himself, man, I don't know. I just I don't know where this is going to go and has any level of hesitation, David Bottieri is going to know about it. I think David Bottieri set out a goal of being the highest paid left tackle in NFL history, and he got it. Mm-hmm. He accomplished his goal with the Green Bay Packers. They're tight enough where... You know what I mean? I, I, I think They were virtually boxing together last week. Yes, I think, I, yes I think they, they know what's tight. going on. I, yeah. they, beyond football, they know what's up with each other's lives. So I, I, don't, I don't see that in the Bakhtiari case. I think he had a goal in mind, and he accomplished that goal and will continue on in, in Green Bay as soon as he's healthy. I, I don't know about Kenny Clark and Aaron Jones and what their communication is like, uh, but certainly, yeah, I mean, it's a different complexion to the Packers roster without Aaron Rodgers. And- that is... Stating the obvious. Your, your point about the ripple effect going forward from here is very well taken. That if Aaron is gone, it's going to be far more difficult to get free agents uh, to sign in Green Bay, whether they're players that are already on your team or, or guys from, uh, on the outside looking in. It's going to be way more difficult if you don't have number 12 under center. Which is why I think the Packers will address the wide receiver position in this draft. They, they have $0 committed to wide receivers following this upcoming season. Scary proposition going forward for sure. Quickly, Greg, uh, let's talk about Mark Murphy. Allen in Milwaukee called us in our last segment and asked if uh, if this goes awry and if this is the final straw for Aaron Rodgers and he gets traded here in the coming hours, days, weeks, months, whatever it is, uh, and if Jordan Love is not the third coming of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, is this the final straw for Mark Murphy to get him out of the Packers organization from a team president perspective, would a board of directors vote him out? Which, by, by the way, I keep saying that. I don't know if that's exactly the process of how he would have to be removed from his position, but this is where the Packers organization is is unique. Uh, there, there's not uh, uh, an owner that can just say, hey, you're out of here, bud. You know, I, I think there's got to be a collaborative process for something like that to happen. Well, and I, I think the, the conversation that we had at the caller – I, I think it missed the mark in a couple of fronts. Number one, he was highlighting all these different examples of defensive coordinators that, well, you could have gotten this guy, you could have had that guy, right? These were not necessarily Mark Murphy decisions. The coaches are the ones who kind of lead that charge. And yes, an owner, a team president, they're going to have a final say in, in ownership uh, over the overall decision-making process. But Mark Murphy is more responsible for Matt LaFleur than he is Joe Barry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he found the right guy to be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, and he pulled the trigger on Mike McCarthy. And I would even argue maybe a year too late, but he pulled the trigger on Mike McCarthy. He's also presiding over much more than just the football team. And I know that's a big deal, but look at everything else that's happening in Green Bay under Mark Murphy's watch. He has done a lot of good up there. Now, the reporting structure, all that, look, that is beyond me. Are they making it work? It seems to be working from a coach, GM, president standpoint Mm -hmm. they've got a situation they need to fix and i think it's beyond repair unfortunately so they just got to do their best 
get their best offer in a trade and hope against hope that Jordan Love pans out. That's that's the best plan of attack for the Green Bay Packers right now. It sounds crazy, but it's the reality on April 30th of 2021. Uh, let's go back to the phones. 800-990-3776. The number to get in on the ESPN Milwaukee Tech Talk and text line. We would love to hear from you. Let's go to Brandon down in North Carolina. Brandon, you're on a special edition of Pack Attack with Brian and Greg. Yeah, thanks. Um, I, I love the the point you just made about Murphy not um, having a chance to say much about the the former uh, coordinators because Lovey Smith, as the former caller called out, was uh, he's coaching Illinois college football right now. So I don't know how great he'd be a defensive coordinator for Green Bay. But my my thought is that um, how does this affect Rogers' legacy in Green Bay? Regardless of what happens, unless he comes back and wins three Super Bowls, it it almost feels worse than what happened with Favre. Obviously, for for Rogers, he's the one that's that's calling the shots here, uh, putting this news out into the media. It just it it makes um, you know he had someone brought in to compete against him. Not really, obviously, Love was never there to compete against him, but he had somebody brought in against him, and he's kind of acting like a child. Yeah, it's a great question, Brandon, and we appreciate the call. Um, We'll answer it right now. I think the answer to Brandon's question is very simple. How do you feel about this situation? Whose side do you want? That's how it's going to color Aaron Rodgers' legacy. Personally, I blame the Packers for this going awry. I think the Packers were in the wrong and treated Aaron Rodgers poorly over the course of an extended period of time, so I don't blame Aaron at all for what's going on right now. I understand entirely where he's coming from. That colors my opinion. So it's not going to affect Aaron Rodgers' legacy as a Packer for me. But if you feel as though, as a fan, and you're in your right to feel this way, if you feel like Aaron Rodgers is acting childish, then yeah, you're going to view it as a detriment to his legacy and his time in Green Bay for sure. Just it, It's a matter of what side of the fence you fall on. And quite frankly, we did the same thing with Brett Favre, right? The, it, it was the same test of, are you siding with Brett? Or are you siding with the team? And that colored the way that people still, what are we, 12, 13 years later from when that all went down? People still are Brett Favre fans, right? Or they decided to go with the Aaron Rodgers side of things. It's just, it's a personal matter of opinion that's going to affect how people feel about this 15 years down the line. If Aaron Rodgers wins another Super Bowl, regardless of the team he does it with, that will supplant his legacy, right? If he does it in Green Bay, he maybe goes down as the best ever to play quarterback in Green Bay, which is difficult enough. My goodness. If he does it for the Denver Broncos or another team, that elevates his legacy, I think, as an overall great in the NFL game, which I think he is, but a second Super Bowl, I think, puts him really in that Mount Rushmore category. What about here, though? I think that's what Brandon's getting at. I I don't think it's much different. I don't think it would be much different than Brett Favre's legacy. It was... It Brett's, was built, it was developed, and then it got complicated. Yeah, Brett's legacy is way different, though, and, and this is where destination becomes an issue. Brett's legacy is way different if he wins the Super Bowl with Minnesota. A thousand percent. He's legacy not getting, in Green Bay. Yeah. Correct, I, I, I still correct. think he's looked at as one of the best ever to play it for the Packers. Sure, but there's a big blemish there. I don't think he gets warm welcome to full Lambeau Field Stadium after winning Super Bowl for Minnesota Vikings. That, that, that feels like a bridge that is more difficultly crossed. Uh, I would think that's probably true. Um, but I think Aaron Rodgers is more concerned with overall legacy. Yes. Beyond just the Green Bay Packers. I think at a, it, it, at a point, he wants to be considered the best ever to play in Green Bay. 
But if he ends up being one of the four best ever to ever play the game, I think he's cool with that too. Reggie and Sheboygan, you're on 94.5 ESPN with Brian and Greg, a special edition of Pack Attack. Hey, how you doing? What's up, Reggie? Um, thanks for taking the call. I didn't mind winning. This is great, great news. Um, my first take when I first heard it yesterday, <clears throat> I have always been, you can't let the inmates run the asylum, okay? Now, he signed that contract, and I know we don't want him there if he doesn't want to be there, but... In essence, he was able to get rid of McCarthy, and people are calling in and talking about getting rid of Gutekis. He can get rid of all these people, and he walks away into the sunset with a big smile on his face. Now, if the Packers can become better draft-wise because of it, great. I'm, I'm happy with that. If he doesn't want to be here, I don't want him here anyway, you know? So, and that's pretty much all I got to say. I just want to sit back and listen. Thanks, Reggie. Appreciate you chiming in. Um, Jason Wildey on our draft night coverage last night, Greg, made an interesting comparison between the way that Aaron Rodgers is treated in terms of making decisions in the Packers organization and the way that Giannis is treated in the way uh, that you know he he's judged uh, in the Bucks organization. I want to bring that up on the other side here. We'll get to that next. It's a special edition of Pack Attack on 94.5 ESPN. <laughs> Greg, where is your favorite place to go to breakfast in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? That's a great question. Um, I like the Cafe Benelux. Me too. I, I like a good brunch there. I like sitting out uh, on the rooftop when the weather's nice. Fabulous. And times Mary. are great. Yeah. You, it, it's the kind of place where you feel like if you had a beer for breakfast, nobody would really look at you strange. Uh, and I'm all for that. The perfect way to describe Cafe Benelux. Nicely done. Um, the reason I bring it up is because Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton had the opportunity to go to breakfast with Mike Budenholzer before the Milwaukee Bucks hired him as their next head coach a couple of years back. You remember that? Made a lot of sense. Yeah, the, the uh, coveted breakfast. We all wanted to know where it was, what they had. If uh, Chris Middleton's a corned beef hash guy, how does Giannis like his eggs? We never found out the answers. Do they have incredible beers? questions. Do they, are, are they, are they <laughs> breakfast beer guys? You know, we don't know. Um, but Giannis and Chris were given the opportunity to meet with their potential next head coach before the decision was made. That is the type of input that Aaron Rodgers has never had in the Green Bay Packers organization. And we had a caller in our last segment say that he was frustrated that Rodgers never got that type of input um, and I don't even, you know what, maybe I had that backwards. I think the caller actually said he didn't want Rodgers to have that type of input and he should just play quarterback and let Brian Gutekunst make the decisions and Matt LaFleur coach the team and Mark Murphy make decisions as president. And that's the structure and that's the way it works. And Aaron's acting like a child. Um, you can feel that way, but conversely, you see superstars right here in our city, right here in our home state treated much differently. And Aaron Rodgers sees that and pays attention to that. And feels as though that if he goes elsewhere, I'm sure he can have that type of sway and decision-making power. I also want to uh, be cautious about saying that there's just no weapons. They never got him any weapons. Yeah, I agree. There's weapons all over the place. You don't lead the NFL in offense and scoring with a bunch of Joe Schmoes and schlubs oh, on your it's, offense. It's pro bowlers at every level. Yeah. But they were drafted in the middle rounds. 
right? Second round or later, Devontae Adams, second rounder, Aaron Jones, fifth rounder, Bakhtiari, Lindsley, middle round picks. Those are weapons. They're not all catching balls or running with the rock. Those are weapons. Those are part of a complete offensive unit. But I do understand the argument of they just needed one more piece. Mm-hmm. Could you have found that one more piece? Because while the defense needed to be built up, they were not one piece away. They were several pieces away. Depth needed to be acquired on the defensive side of the football. It's why I think so many drafts skewed defense. But offense, it's like, yeah, you're just one step away there. Can you get that final piece? The over-the-top piece, that is where I'm in agreement. Yes. There are weapons, but there's an over-the-top piece that I think could have been had, and that's where I think you talk with Aaron Rodgers a little bit. And they never swung for the fences on first-round wide receiver. They never swung for the fences on something like a Will Fuller trade deadline trade, right? Give up a second-round pick or a third-round pick for nine games of Will Fuller. And obviously that's a, a horrible example because he got suspended. You know, it just, Specifically, that one would have been bad. But the point is well taken. They never swung for that piece that might have put them over the top in a close NFC Championship well, game at Lambeau Field. And it goes back to the Randy Moss situation, right? Ted Thompson had the opportunity to bring in Randy Moss, right? It just would have been a fourth-round pick they were offering. New England offered a third. Randy went to New England, and that offense was bonkers. And Brian Gutekunst comes from the Ted Thompson tree. That apple don't fall too far. Mm-hmm. Ron in the key. You're on 94.5 ESPN special edition of Pack Attack. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Uh, first of all, if Aaron leaves, just a, a caveat there as far as getting free agents. No Wisconsin team has still yet to get a high-name free agent without overpaying, even in these successful years. still doesn't happen, even in today where you can build your brand everywhere. There's no big-name free agent that we have ever gotten where we haven't had to overpay. Now, I will agree that you might even not be able to overpay and get somebody if Aaron leaves, because then you do lose the opportunity to get the guys that are only in consideration set of contenders, which we will most certainly not be. But you don't, like, we still aren't getting, like, high-level guys at a discount for any of the teams. So, like, I don't believe there's any example where we've done that. Do you remember, um, and this this just jumps to mind as Ron's talking here, do you remember when we all got excited about a midnight meeting between Bucks ownership and Greg Monroe? I do. That's exactly the one I think of. And yet, guess what? We still paid more for him yes, than anybody. And, and that's, that's, we were just that's happy my point. because we did pay more and get him. I, I think that's where we're headed from a Packers perspective if Aaron Rodgers gets traded. No, you're not. You're, you won't be able to get him. But you've never, even with Aaron, you're not getting high-level guys coming at a discount. That's just a, a fallacy. It doesn't happen. You get late, like past their prime guys maybe to come and play, but that's not the same. And then as far as this is concerned, I have a question to you guys both, which is simple answer. It's a, it's a yes or no. Once they made Rutledge's night a year ago and the pick was Jordan Love, do you think there was anything from that point on that keeps us from where we are today other than firing Goody? Because I don't think there is. No. Aaron saw the hourglass flip over in the snap of a finger. And to me, that was it. If and this, and, this is okay, a Go ahead. Thing. I want to hear Brian if Brian thinks so, too. This is a before thing, so the answer is no. If they would have just communicated with him, that that was what they were going to do, 
that could have salvaged the whole situation. But they I don't, didn't. I don't think so because you're doing it because you saw he declined, right? Yeah. And, and again, I will stand by. He was declining. I will. I will argue that to anybody, I was wrong. I did not think he had this year left in him. But he was missing throws. He wouldn't throw short, causing him to get sacked. He was only playing for that deep post play. He was not Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the concept of maybe he was on the downside is a flawed thing. It was wrong, but that doesn't mean that the logic was flawed. Yeah, you, I don't think there's any way. You could have picked right. You could have picked Andrew Luck, and Aaron wouldn't have cared. You know how I know you're right? it as a disrespect. You know how I know you're right? I think if they had won the Super Bowl this year, we're probably still in the same position right now. I actually think it might be easier. It might be more palatable for everybody involved, Rodgers included. The front office included to say, okay, time Got your to part second ways. Bowl. Time to part ways. <laughs> like, it's, it's easier if that happens. And that's, that's best case scenario from draft night last year to now is Rodgers wins MVP of the league. They get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, which they did. They go to the Super Bowl. They knock off Tom Brady on the way, and then they beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and Aaron Rodgers wins Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I mean— the, I still think we're here today. The, the middle finger was extended by Aaron Rodgers by having an MVP season. Yeah. Right? And that was it. And, and I don't know if he needs a lot of internal motivation. He will say he doesn't. I don't think he's the kind of guy who gets too comfortable or gets lazy. But I do feel like his mortality clock— was turned on with the draft pick of Jordan Love. I think that lit a fire under his ass, and he extended that middle finger to the Packers all season long to the point where they looked back and was like, well, what do we do here now? This is, they didn't see that coming. I think they still felt confident in Aaron in what he could do, year two of the offense, yada, yada, yada. But that, I mean, that was otherworldly Yeah, and at then, the age of 36, 37. And yesterday was the other middle finger, right? It was, yeah. yeah. All right, you did this to me a year ago. Yep. I'm doing it to you tonight. He's got double birds up right now. Yeah, he's got and and, and more than ever in sports, stars get their way. Uh huh. So here's here's my thought. Here's where I where where do you stand if you're the Green Bay Packers? I got three words: trade his ass. Yep, it's done. Okay, because there is no repair here. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, and I don't think it's going to happen, I don't think it would be spiteful. I just don't envision the bridge being pieced together to where he says, "Okay, we have smoothed things over. I'm cool coming back." And I want these assurances because I don't think the Packers are going to give him the assurances, number one. And I just don't think Rodgers is in the bridge-building business at this point. He is in the legacy-defining business. I do believe his best chance to win a title is in Green Bay, but I think the damage is done. So if you're the Packers, you want to salvage anything out of this, trade his ass. I agree with you, and I don't think the deal is getting any better than it probably will be from Denver when it gets offered later tonight. You're probably not getting a better deal three weeks from now, six months from now. This is the moment. This is the moment where the temperature is as hot as it's going to be. It's white hot right now. It sucks, but I 1,000% agree with you. This is not salvageable. This is an untenable situation. It's over. The danger is, and I get it, I want to see Aaron Rodgers play in a Packers uniform as long as possible. I get it. Believe me, this is not a contradiction to my statement. If he does come back and plays this year and he goes down, where are you at then? Right? I just, <laughs> what, what happens then? Like it, it just, it's a messy situation regardless, but I think Aaron's heels are dug in. I agree with you. We'll wrap up this special edition of Pack Attack on the other side. 94.5 ESPN.
I think they should trade him to Dallas. <laughs> right, Dak's getting that over stadium. the injury. No, it's just more being back with Mike McCarthy. Oh, come on. You're What's, doing that uh, to me? What would be the, just just take like logistics out of it and realism out of it? What would be the worst place to send him? Like if you're sending him to Siberia, so to speak. NFL Siberia. NFL Siberia. Uh, it used to be Buffalo, and, and that is anymore. no longer Buffalo. It used to be Green Bay. Uh-huh. I don't think it's any longer Green Bay. That the could Jets? change at some point. Uh, that's a pressure cooker. I know that. I think they're used to being bad. Uh, I, I would have said the Bengals several years ago. The Browns would have been in that mix. The NFL is like topsy-turvy right now. It's oh my really God, weird. there's always a last-place team that ends up being a first- or second-place team the next season. So it's hard to have that sustained suctum, if you will. They're even excited in Jacksonville, for goodness sake. That, that's not common. Miami has turned things around a little bit. There's hope for the Washington football team. It's weird. Well, maybe. They is play there? in the NFC East, so I guess that helps. Yeah. But yeah, sending Aaron Rodgers to Dallas to reunite with Mike McCarthy... That, that would that, just be... That's his own personal you, football you, yeah, help. Right, you talk about the middle finger being put back on Aaron Rodgers. That would be the way to do it. There you go. Good luck. All right. There uh, are about 40 seconds left in Aaron Rodgers' tenure as a Green Bay Packers. So we have three calls left. Everybody gets 40 seconds to make their point. We will start with Zach in Florida. Zach, you're on 94.5 ESPN. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. So I had two quick questions. So... The first one was we keep talking about that the decision was already made when Jordan Love was drafted, and I don't necessarily agree. I think that in Rodgers' eyes, it seems like after the NFC Championship, he was upset, but he hadn't fully made his decision to leave. Do you think there was something going on behind the scenes for during trying to get an extension worked out that management dropped the ball on, and that's what caused the, um, the rift? I, I will call it lack of clarity. On his future, Zach, I think it's an interesting point. I think Rodgers was looking for answers and assurances, and he didn't get them. And then your second question. And then my second question was, I, the last caller brought up that Rodgers was declining the year prior and that he needed to, basically, we needed to make a move. But I didn't feel like it was a situation like when we drafted Rodgers because he dropped in the Favre situation that Jordan Love was all of a sudden this stud quarterback coming out of college, and we had to trade up to get him. I felt like, if we drafted a weapon that wasn't necessarily for Rodgers, but why did we have to draft a, a draft trade up to necessarily draft a Jordan Love esque guy? That's who they fell in love with. I think I think that's the simple answer. And thank you for the call, Zach. We appreciate it, my friend. I think that's it. That's that's the guy they wanted. That's the guy they fell in love with, and that's why they wanted to trade up to get him. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Two minutes left in the show. You got forty seconds, Robert in Cedarburg. Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call. I think this is a symptom of the Packers not having an owner. I think if Jerry Jones or somebody like that were owning this team, I, I think the situation would have been handled differently. And I think as the GM, you have to learn how to, like a coach, you have to learn how to massage egos uh, of everybody or your superstars on your team. Um, so those are my comments. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Robert. I think that's fair. A lot of cooks in the kitchen, right, Craig? It I mean, seems like Goody would be good at that, doesn't it? You would like, think it, so. It seems like Ted would be like, you know, the, the the late Ted Thompson was just a little bit more reserved into himself. and fair. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I, it just Goody seems like a good communicator to me. That, that's my read of him, but this situation was botched. 100%. All right, last caller, Adam and Brookfield. you got 40 seconds. Your clock starts now. Hey, thanks for taking my call and letting me in last glass guy. I think since the day Brett Favre stepped foot on the field, how many Super Bowls has this team won? 
All these other accolades mean nothing other than the fact they make for a fantastic viewing experience as a consumer. I don't know what the problem is, but it's it's more than just talent. Because if you look at at New England, how many of them, the Packers should have won twice as many in that 25-year period. That's it. I'm going to hang up. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Adam. You know, when I first moved to the state of Wisconsin in 2010, that was the year that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers won the Super Bowl. That argument used to drive me nuts. We've only won two Super Bowls in 20 years. Especially as a Bills fan. It sounds crazy. It sounds <laughs> right. crazy, right? And there's still a part of me that feels that way. But as this situation has drawn on over the last three or four years, I'm starting more to understand the opportunity lost argument. It makes more sense to me now than it did 10 years ago. And I don't know if that's directly because of the way this Rodgers situation has gone down, but I think it's certainly part of it. Well, it's uh, been a lot of good years of football. Over the top years, not enough in the eyes of Packers fans. When Aaron Rodgers is ultimately traded or he moves on and Jordan loves your guy, I am hopeful that they get back to another Super Bowl. Is Aaron Rodgers a Packer at midnight? Tonight, yes. I think nothing will be official till June. Is the framework But the framework of a deal could be in place before the draft ends. Hold your breath. Thanks for hanging out with us on this special edition of Pack Attack. Homer and Tony are next here on 94.5 ESPN.